This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Thanks, Disabody Hot Girl Voice. This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I am Ernie. And I am Robert, your favorite waifu, Polly. No, never. <laughs> never. I could be somebody's. You could would be, be a husbando. Ooh, is there actually a, a, a male version? Yes. Ooh, that's yes. good to know. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, uh, as, as many of our commercials are from back in the day, uh, you just joined us in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of organic like that. It's kind of like, <laughs> this is something we should be doing a podcast about. <laughs> oh, let's start doing that now. <laughs> Oh man, but I was it's funny too because I was just literally watching um well, I was watching the documentary on uh, Monty Python. Um which was interesting-ish. I wouldn't say it's great. It was fine. It was interesting. Not something is it, I really Is it up there with the documentary on Andre the Giant? No, not even close. Andre is leagues above it. Okay. Cuz that was well, Yeah, this was, was good. Yo, that was really good. Now, this one was actually uh, sadly I, I felt it was kind of boring. Um, I was expecting more. It was interviews, but I just just didn't find it that interesting. I was kind of like, hmm. But um, yeah, no, wasn't wasn't particularly uh, thrilled. So yeah, I tried it only, out. There's only one left from that group, right? No, there's a few, but they had some old interviews. But there's like four surviving members. Okay, there's four surviving members. But um, I've been watching that. I've been watching. Um, so, so go in on the waifu, because I was watching Lucifer too, and that's a whole other level of waifu, because you know you got Ma- Mazikeen and a whole bunch of others. But there's a there's an anime I was watching just just recently. Um, I mean, I'm in the six episodes of it so far. Uh, it's rated TV 14, so it's not adult adult. But most anime, you know, that have waifus don't always have to be it. It's actually a Netflix original called BNA, and um, so. It's very interesting. The main character is this girl of indeterminate age. So it's really hard to say what age she is. She's probably not of legal age, but she seems like she could be. But it's hard to tell, um, which is kind of what they do with a lot of the anime, right? Especially the waifus and that kind of thing. So before we go into deep, give people, it's W-A-I-F-U, by the way. What does it mean? <laughs> Wife. They're saying that it's a slang, kind of it like, is, uh, kind of like how they would think Japanese people would say the word wife, the English word wife. So they would say waifu, right? Right. That's kind of like the origin of like that word. But and and how I stumbled across this, if we're going down like the rabbit hole, know, on on Facebook, right? I don't know how the AI works. But it puts advertisements in there. And I've been getting hit with this one advertisement for this company. I don't know the name of the company. I just know that they released uh, a statue of a, a character from an anime, uh, Cowboy Bebop, Faye Valentine, the, the female character. You know, she's dressed in yellow. She has, like, hot hot shorts on, kind of attached with, like, suspender-like things. And she always has her midsection open. Um low-cut shirt and, like, a little mini jacket on, right? Mm-hmm. So she shows a lot of skin, right? Um, 
but when you're watching the when you're watching the show, however, your mind's not really transfixed on that. It's actually a pretty decent story. Bounty hunters in mm. space, that type of thing, right? Well, they're talking about making a live action out of it or something too, actually. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Yeah, with it's that. a decent show. It's you know my biggest problem with anime, and, and, and this is this is not really anime in of itself. Okay, it's 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 the people who do um, the 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 the, um, sub- the subtitles. Oh, the dubbing, the English dubbing. Yeah, not not the dubbing. No, no, no. Not the, the subtitles. Subtitles specifically. So I'm watching, and the top two waifu, by the way, that oh blonde, the the pink haired and blue haired chick. You got. I don't know who they're specific. So they're 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 match set. They're like they're like um, twins or something. Uh, let me see. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. Somewhere it, it, there's a they're they're like twins, and one has pink hair, and one has blue hair. I've seen those two freaking everywhere, and I have no clue as to why. I just don't get it. Anywho, my problem with the the subtitles is like the one I'm watching BNA right now, which is a Netflix original anime. It's really fun and very enjoyable, and it's all and let's go down another path while we're there. Waifu furries, okay, because they're all human animal hybrid type things, okay. So you know that's going to be, you know. But anyway, um, is that the things that they say in English are not the same as what they say in the subtitles. It doesn't match. Now, for some sentences and some short phrases, it does. But for important things sometimes, it changes the entire meaning between what they are saying in English and what the subtitle are saying they said and it can change the whole dra- the dynamic of the character in my personal field so that's that's my complaint interesting well it's very rare that i watch stuff in the subtitles because that to me is just a rem lot. that's what it is rem that's her name okay it's a lot of unnecessary work i don't mind english dubbing i don't mind no. it at all as long as the voice acting is decent, and and I only have the, the 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 subtitles on because I have subtitles on just in general. Because if I'm watching something, and I, they go fast or they have accents or whatever it might be, I sometimes want the subtitles so I can make sure I understood clearly, or maybe I missed a plot point or whatever. So I just have subtitles on just in general, and most of the time it doesn't matter, but it matters a huge amount. When you start watching anime and you start looking at it, and it's English translated, and that's fine, but the language choices they work are so different. I know part of it is, of course, because of the mouth movement. And the mouth movement, you know, because it's originally in Japanese for some of it, has to match the words. So they change the words a little bit to match the mouth movement a little bit better in English. So that's fine. But I think some of it's context, especially when there's like you know, they're talking, but they're off screen. I'm like, I don't know. So anyways, go back to the top 10 list of, of these these girls. So I'm watch. I'm looking at this top 20 list, right? I, think well, I know well, one of the I know one of the girls. I don't know which ones you which ones you looked at. I like know like one of them. I don't watch that well, much anime, unfortunately. Well, going back to how I stumbled across this, it, it was mm. like it was a it was a commercial. This lady's basically describing the model. 
and how exclusive it's going to be. It's going to be available in 2021. You got to make like so many installment payments. It's going to be like an expensive piece. When we when we talk installments, how much are we talking? Well, a couple hundred bucks. Oh, okay, that's about fair for any statue. I mean, you can get star you can get Star Wars and 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 Marvel action Marvel statues for that price. So that's not bad well, in that world. No, well, let me let me let me be more specific for our audience in case they decide to look this up. Hold on. Sure. So yeah, I'm looking through this and I've gone through. 34 of these, and the only one I recognize is the one from Bleach, because that's the only anime of these animes here that I've watched. I either feel like I'm really behind on animes, or I just don't know these particular waifu anime girls. And, and, and the challenge is, is that a lot of times I'm, like, very irritated by the voices of female anime, so I find it very hard to get into anime. Even I think uh, Sword Art Online, like some of their voice actors are just so freaking squeaky. It's like I can't find that attractive. I couldn't listen to that, let alone be married to that. That would drive me insane. <laughs> Literally. So, so, so there's there's no price on here, but it is available if you sign up. And mm. when you sign up, then you can get the approval to um, to like make installments on it but you're talking at least i'm thinking that the statue will probably be like 400 500 bucks okay all right and it's the first of four so they're gonna make probably all four characters from the show okay cool yeah if you're good... if you're a fan then yay go on you know yeah but i remember when when the show was on on uh, Adult Swim, when Adult Swim first launched its anime block. And I remember mm. this was the first one that they showed, and it really got its hooks into viewership, because if I'm not mistaken, that's when, like, Adult Swim really blew up. Sure, sure. Yeah, so Cowboy Bebop, it, it's a good series. I've watched them all. Um, it was also, like, bookended by uh, Trigun mm. and um, uh, Dragon Ball. Okay. Like the early versions of Dragon Ball, which became Dragon Ball Z and all the other ones, right? And sure, Naruto. sure. And Naruto. Um, but yeah, so in this in this advertisement, I saw the comments, and one of them said, my top waifu of all time. And it had like the little emoji with the heart for eyes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and you know, and I've seen this before, like in discussions, right? Like you sure. pass across it, somebody will say it on some. Uh, something usually um, a lot of cosplayers, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. female cosplayers, they'll dress up, and th- I see that term like dropped in there as well. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds Japanese, so I'm wondering what it is. So I did a, you know, of course, did what everyone else does when they're bored, Google it, and sure. uh, it came up with the definition, which mm-hmm. is basically, um, basically, it would be a, a term that you would use for a two-dimensional character that you want to be married to. Yeah. Or at least have a, sex, a strong sexual attraction to. Let's not fool ourselves. So you're going to be married to them. You're going you're to taste that before you, you know. Until pretty, much, pretty much. So I'm like, wow. And it's a whole culture because, like, there's thousands of pages dedicated to this whole idea that people, like, grown adults could, like, 
fall in love with like a two dimensional character. And yeah. they have oh, they yeah. have top twenty lists. Like no, top yeah, twenty, yeah. top ten, uh, top forty, top one hundred, yeah. whatever. You know, depends how many much anime you watch. I think is a big part of it too. I mean, <laughs> if you're like me who dabbles and I know a couple of characters, and you know, I don't know that many, and 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 uh, you know, I say, oh yeah, she's cute. I know nothing about her, but yeah, she's cute. I can see how she could be yours. I I'm, I'm you know, you know, but sure, I'm, I'm a dabbler. <laughs> so yeah you know you, you of course you take the next step you're like well let me see what all this is about and sure enough you go you go down this thing this these lists and you're like i don't know any of this so i don't know if anybody in our audience are like deep into anime and can know some of these but i'm going to go to binge.co who has an official list and binge b-i-n-g.co dot c-o yeah and they have a list there. And I guess it's a consensus of anime experts that go through this every so often. Because I see, like, there's one for every season. Like, top ten of winter of 2020. Top ten of, like, spring 2020. Uh, but this one seems like it's uh, relatively new. So the first one, Rias Gremory. Never heard okay. of Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hinata Uzmaki. Okay. Yeah. The, I'm like looking to see if any of these shows I even well the, the number 2 is Naru, is is in the show Naruto. Well yeah, and, and the Naruto oh, chick is always possible is always popular. But the thing is like the headshot that they're showing is it's just a headshot. It's just like their face and their eyes. Well, of course it's just their head, face and their eyes. What else do you need? Well, there's a, the next one down is a little bit more revealing. Ref Reftalia? Oh. It's the rising of the shield hero. Don't know that one. Okay. No. Lucy Hartphilia. I think I found your list. Hold on. I'm trying to see if I can if I recognize the pictures because I may not know the characters, but as I've been to a couple of cons in my day, I might recognize like, you know, the picture of them. That's what I was looking for, right? I was looking for like maybe somebody that I've seen at one of the cons or one of the cons. Just dressed up as some, right? Because yeah. you know they're gonna play, yeah. But I'm not. It's an interesting list, but I don't recognize any of them so far. Uh, Urza Scarlet. It's a great name. Fair. It's from a show called Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale, I know. Oh, I know. Uh, Hinata number two. Uzamaki. I know her. I've seen okay. her. Yeah, she's she's a blind character from uh, Naruto. I've seen her. I've seen her around. Uh, Philly, I don't know. Hold on. Lucy Hartfield, eh, no clue. Uh, Nao, no clue. Yoko I mean, Urza's pretty. Littner. Scarlet is pretty. Uh, Urza, Scarlet's pretty hot though. I mean, uh, but I know Fairy Tale. I haven't watched it, but. She looks cool. I mean, Yoto looks pretty sweet too. That, there's only like only a couple of the shows I've recognized, like My Hero Academia, which I hear is like really good. Yeah, um, I've heard that one. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I've not watched it. Yeah, this one here, Ochako Uraka. Well, there's a whole other category of uh, what they call the Lolai anime characters, right? Uh, yeah. See, like it doesn't make sense to me. 
these are the cute girls and polite and and the the cute littles, if you will, the cute little girls. So you wouldn't marry these. These you just really like. Uh, a different category. Yeah. So, so apparently, yeah. this is a whole <laughs> subculture of anime that I had no idea. Well, and it's also it's also something that you would only be in if you were into anime, right? And you're not of the right age, anyways. I mean, neither am I, but like I think it's slightly younger people, isn't it? It seems like people who are into anime um, are probably maybe younger than forty, I would say. Yeah, they're not our age, but it's not a bad thing to be into. It's just kind of an interesting sub, you know, because there's all kinds of sub. And even even some of the subcultures of the genre are subcultures of subcultures of subcultures. You know, it goes pretty deep, depending on what you're into and how much of the stuff you watch. I mean, like, some of the stuff, I don't know if it counts, like uh, Robotech, uh, mm. you know, that, that type of stuff. Uh, the uh, the early, like, uh, Battle, Battle Beyond the Planets, which became Gotcha Man and then which became G-Force. Yeah, um, but but do those have any waifus in them? Do they? Well, if, I think one of the <laughs> I think one of the main characters was a girl. Okay, but does that make her somebody who you, is it somebody you'd marry? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I don't view it like that. Like also, like Robotech, oh. there were there were loads of chicks in that, and um, like I I just never associated with like, you know what I mean? I guess I guess I just never put that association there. I just treated them as cartoon characters. Well, see, you're missing out on being sexually attracted to animated characters. I guess, man. I guess. It's a whole I mean, I other type of – hey, and this is an obsession over women you can't have that you can join with thousands of other men about. Oh, my Because God. none of them can ever have them. <laughs> well, then then you have the cosplayers, right? Those 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 uh, professional cosplayers that they, they look up these characters and they legit, like, change their body to look like them. Well, and that's just because if they – if they're able to, uh, uh, you know, best waifu or best anime, and they are able to look like these girls, guess what? They're going to make money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's what people want. You know, it's like, okay, I can never have the animated girl, but this cosplayer dresses exactly like her. Well, that's just hot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That is like, uh, like the new, uh, the new way to make money, right? Like if you. Join my my little army. I'll send you pictures of like me, like in costume. You yeah, know? and I'm sure doing, there's the the G-rated stuff. version, the PG-13, and then if you're a, a sponsor, you get the little bit, uh, you know, less PG-13. The naughty bits. The, the naughty bits, exactly. There you go. Yeah, yeah the naughty bits. Yeah. I mean, so. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm just. Finding out about this, I was just in shock that there was this whole other thing because I was like, I didn't know this existed. Well, how do you feel now that you know it existed? I don't know. I feel kind of like indifferent about it. Like, Aww. but it's, but like, now it kind of makes sense why, like, in most animes, there's always like, like, they're always drawn a certain way. Yeah, well, that's the one thing, too. And it may be just me, but I don't really like the girls with like these huge beach balls. On top, I think eh, I'd rather have like normal size. Why do they have to be like humongo? I don't need them humongo. Just normal size is fine. I find wow, that much. Animes I, have you been watching? 
I'm just saying there are some where it looks like they're all boob and nothing else. I'm like, I'm much more a fan of just a nicely shaped with a great personality. I'm sorry. Okay. I know it's maybe weird, but, you know, if I'm going to have to watch an animated character, no squeaky voice, no no high bouncing, like, you know, it hits her chin every time she walks. Just saying. That's just me. Yes, I have put thought into this, okay? Oh, I hear I you so. silently judging me. I hear it. Nice. I can hear it from here. To, to each their own. I'm, <laughs> to each their own. But that, but you know, also leading on to another subject, something that happened recently was that um, I don't know if if you have this issue where your kids are get are uh, playing the free game apps that are available on these app stores. Oh sure, my daughter has like a new one every freaking week. So my daughter's well, like every five minutes, she's asking for permission to get this free game that she's seeing in a commercial that she's playing in another game. And sure. Like, so one day I'm like, you know what? Let me just sit with her and play game with her. X Y Z. Yeah. So not your Candy Crush, but like your other crappier ones, right? The, these are just weird games. Like, <laughs> and here's what I feel is a big disconnect. When I was her age, the games I was playing were. You the, realize you just sounded old, right? Yeah. Okay. Continue. <laughs> they were they were like games like uh, Asteroids, Pac-Man. Oh Dark God. Call, okay, you are seriously Pitfall. dating yourself. Nobody even knows what half of those are unless they're our age. Oh, Continue. God. So they were all like arcade games, stand-up arcade games, and then like the lucky few who had Atari Twenty Six Hundred, they could play those at home or the the first Nintendo game system. Um, you know, you get those classic, you know, Super Mario Brothers, uh, Super Mario Bros. 2, Duck Hunt, you know, Metroid. Those I consider games. What sure. I found that my daughter has been playing are games like cake decorating. Oh, the donut one. There's a donut decorating one, too. Yeah, donuts, cakes, uh, putting toothpaste on toothbrushes, um, <laughs> putting paint on the T-shirts. Uh, I'm like, how can these be called games? Well, there is the word ones, too, isn't there? Oh, there's the, the word crossing where you got to make words on the little little grid and everything. And it has the weird backgrounds of, like, nature. And then uh, there's the, I mean, I mean, I get it, you know, puzzles. There's that little group of people that like to do digital puzzles. I find that odd because. I've done them. They are sometimes relaxing. Well, to me, all it is is just taking a piece and taking it for a walk until it locks into place. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's boring as hell, but it's nice for relaxing. That's the key here. It's relaxing. It's not meant to be exciting. Yeah, so... Well, I've been playing a spin game. Oh, this is one of the ones your daughter plays, actually, I bet. Um, Coin Master? Yes. Complete waste of time, but totally addictive. Yeah, yeah. I'm like. If I don't play it first thing in the morning with my coffee, I don't feel like I've started my day off right. I'm like... Can you really call these games, though? Could you really? It's pretty loose on the definition of game. Well, here's the thing. A classic game, like ones you're talking about, have a beginning, a middle, and an end. They have an actual story. None of these do. They just kind of go on forever. They're level-based. It's like Tetris. Do you remember Tetris? I remember Tetris boom. Okay, this is the same thing about Tetris. It's not a story. It's just a puzzle game, level after level after level of puzzles. 
But in the case of some of the coin games, it's not even that because there's no puzzle. You just random luckily get coins to build little villages. Completely stupid. But a whole bunch of addictive. I don't know, dude. I don't I, I can't explain the phenomenon, but I will definitely go in the camp of no, they're not I don't know what they are, but they're not really games. Yeah, that that's the whole thing. Like if I and I'm trying to think, if if I was nine years old and somebody said, I'm gonna put you in front of a television, I'm gonna give you a controller, and you're gonna decorate a cake, a digital cake, would I find that interesting? Well, as a 40-year-old, do you find that interesting? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's 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 what the society kind of tells you this is a game. But, I mean, there's, like, regular games still out there. Well, and here's the bigger question. Physical games, board games, and those types of games versus all this digital nonsense. I mean, I that's a big thing. I have to say, they are, they, are, uh, they are coming out with retreads of of original games from my from my childhood and they're varying them ever so slightly like for instance um my daughter and i bought the monopoly cheaters edition okay what does that mean the cheaters edition so the whole game is predicated on you cheating your way through the game now how it works is that there is a beginning a middle and end um, in the fact that it ends when all the properties have been purchased and whoever has the most money at the end wins. And there are cheats that you have to do during the game to accomplish being the richest person in the game. Interesting. Yeah. And if you're caught, then you basically have to wear these plastic handcuffs, which is so funny. And you got to be in jail and you spend a turn in jail, that type of stuff. But it's a faster game than the original Monopoly and it's which is always risk. the biggest problem with Monopoly was it took too damn long. Well, yeah, because nobody ever only game worse. Only game worse than that was Risk, as far as taking a long time. Man, let me tell you, I can remember being in Spain with my friends from uh, from school, and we would start a game on a Friday, and it would literally take us two weeks to finish that game. Playing every night, coming over and playing a few hours at a time. For Risk. For Risk. That's crazy stuff. Yeah. I didn't have the patience. I wouldn't have the patience. It was like, first it was the setup, right? You have to do the setup. And it's very strategic, and everyone takes their time. And then it's the, you know, trying to create alliances, and then trying to do your attack, and then, like, you have, like, two or three days of, of battle, and then that's it. And how many people did you play with? Six. Oh, God. No wonder it took so damn long. Yeah, that that would definitely explain it. Yeah, that would definitely I mean, explain it. It would take longer if I was just playing head to head with my dad, because with two people, it's just it takes forever to eliminate the other person. Yeah, three to four is usually the easiest and fastest way, but yeah, two is hard and six is impossible, is difficult, but we'll we'll end eventually. <laughs> but we play we played um, weird games. We played. Um, a game called um, um, something called uh, something on the hill, um, house on the hill, which basically somebody in your group is a monster or a ghost or something. You have to figure out how to defeat them. Everybody else has to work together to defeat them. You're searching through this house trying to find stuff to defeat them with. It's a team game. We played um, a board game. Um, 
called Pandemic, which basically is what it sounds like. Um, and then we played another one. We played a card game, Cards Against Humanity. So we try to do a variety of different things. But let me tell you, playing Cards Against Humanity with a 13-year-old is hilarious. I have yet to play that game. Dude, I it was my first time playing it. I've heard of it. I know what it is. I knew what it was. My first time playing it. I feel it's one of those one of those games that's really fun and hilarious the first time you play it. But after that, it kind of loses its edge because it's the same cards over and over. Especially like with us. So we played with one, two, like five people. So you literally go through the entire list. All the cards are used. So you kind of feel like if you play it again, it has to be a long while between games. Or otherwise it kind of loses its fun and edginess. See, I say you cut through it and just get everybody into a hand of uh, Texas No Hold'em. Yeah, because because kids want to play poker. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Are you still teaching your daughter how to gamble? Not teaching, no. We're just playing cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're just playing cards. Uh, and she has fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Teaching her how to gamble. I see what it is. I see. I see no, what the no, truth no. lies. <laughs> no, no. So, does now knowing about the waifu thing want you to have you meet wanting to watch more anime to get into this, or is this something that you're like, now that I know, I'm I'm not going to change my habits. I'm not going to change my habits. If I see mm-hmm. like something cool on Netflix and it's somewhat anime because they're pumping out a lot of anime, mm-hmm. um, I'll probably watch it just based on that. It's not that I'm forward and i'm not against it but i've seen like some anime get talked up so much and when i watch it, i'm like yeah there's 116 episodes when does it get good <laughs> i'm like i'm like 30 in and still they're just going they're just talking yeah no well if you do watch the um age of wonder beast keep on the age of wonder beast yet next time yes you- yes that yes, actually is very enjoyable, I felt. Yeah. A little wacky, but enjoyable. But it's done by DreamWorks, so, you know, yeah. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was a fun one. You're supposed to watch it with kids, I know, because it's like TVY7, but I just love the characters. I think they're awesome. Well, no, uh, me and I watched them. We, I think we finished the first season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the second season just came out recently, actually. You yeah. should definitely watch it. It's actually just as good. But, yeah, but, like, for me, like, anime is one of those things, like, you know, you have the, the Dragon Ball Z series, which, you know, like I said, Adult Swim, when, when that hit, like, it got my attention. I started watching them. But, like, that's been years now. Like, years. I couldn't tell you. Like, I know they've had, like, a couple more seasons that come after. And I've caught, like, a couple minutes of a few of them. But not enough to pull me in. Let's put it that way. Um now I do still have like my favorite like movies, mm-hmm. anime movies. Um, okay. Fist of the North Star. I haven't heard of that one. Maybe I have. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I'm usually most of my stuff is like either Studio Ghibli, pretty much. For, well, pretty much it's all Studio Ghibli. Anything Studio Ghibli, like ninety percent of that is what I've well, watched. Which is now available on HBO Max because mm-hmm. I've watched. Well, I already owned all of them, but yeah, it was kind of cool to see that. And we keep hearing more about the uh, Snyder Cut. Yes. Yes, I supposed love to it. Get, supposed to get new footage this week, too, aren't we? And um, I 
think I don't know if I've shared it on our page yet, but I think I shared like the latest um, visuals from the Snyder Cut, which is the original version of what Steppenwolf was going to look like, Dark Side and Superman in the black suit. Which I'm interested to see when that's supposed to actually start, when it's supposed to happen in the movie. Yeah, my understanding was that Steppenwolf was going to be at the beginning. He's kind of like the entrance. And Wonder Woman ends up like, I, I want to say it's Wonder Woman that cuts its head off. And a boom tube opens up and his head goes into the boom tube and Darkseid comes down and we see Darkseid. And if Darkseid is like what I saw in that that image that Zack Snyder like tweeted out, <clears throat> it's going to be awesome. Like, even Steppenwolf itself, it's completely... Any parasites he has? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and it's the excitement of just uh, knowing that there's new stuff coming for it and that they're, they're really trying to put an effort into this and really trying to help the fanboys fulfill a dream, if you will. You know, that, that's what I think it's really all about. It's all about the fanboys, isn't it? Well, because everyone... No one remembers... That at the time that that movie came out was like at the peak of the Marvel thing. And because it wasn't a Marvel movie, that's what people were hating. Yeah. All right, so I got to tell you a, a sub story before we continue into the Zack Snyder awesomeness. Okay. So, the weirdness that is my life. Are you ready for this? Go on. So, a couple, two, three weeks ago, we have a lot of wildlife that just kind of comes through our yard on, on the everyday, right? Just birds and. You know, we live on a lake. There's stuff that just kind of lives around here and just comes through, you know. And, oh, look, cool bird. Oh, look, cool thing. And, you know, there's always a few iguanas and whatnots coming through. So whatever. It's no big deal. We think we had an opossum once and a raccoon. So the other day, we're all outside. And there's a couple of iguanas sunning themselves in one of our little corners. And we're like, whatever. You know, there's like three or four of them. One of the iguanas kind of comes up to us. Or it comes up to Ash specifically, because you know how she is. She's, you know, animals just are drawn to her. So comes to uncover, this particular iguana must have been somebody's pet. Because he literally comes up to her, climbs up her leg, settles into her lap, and just kind of lies on her for a while. Interesting. So we now have this poor iguana. Um, We found someone who's going to take him. But it's like... For a hot minute, we had a, a, a friendly neighborhood iguana. Let me tell you, for those of you who are outside of the South Florida area, <clears throat> we are overrun with iguanas. Yes, they are. They are not pets normally, unless you have a special license, and this person does have a special license for it. But they are not pets, and they're supposed to be shot on sight, basically. Yeah, I supposed mean, I remember the whole iguana pet fad that happened in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the de facto pet to have here in South Florida was an iguana. Yeah, and they're actually very intelligent animals. They're about the intelligence of, like, you know, a hamster or, you know, maybe even, like, a little bit higher than that. Almost, almost like, dumb dog level, you know. So they, they do have some problem solving and other, you know, they like cuddles and the whole thing. So they're not bad pets. They're just not a normal pet, I guess is the word for it. Well, it was up there with that whole and, – and it was up there with the same problem that people had where they were getting iguanas and then mm-hmm. they would graduate to pythons 
Mm-hmm. And then they would graduate to like piranhas. And then, right. you know, these people are like, well, shoot, I can't keep taking care of this animal anymore. I have to dump it out in the wild. And sure enough, we got overrun with like at one point piranhas. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, pythons are now like taking over the Everglades. I mm-hmm. forgot how many different species of wildlife have gone extinct because of the introduction of the python. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the same thing with iguanas. You'll see hundreds of them just lying in the streets, sunning themselves. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the great freeze a few years back that almost completely wiped them out, decimated them until, you know, some tree huggers decided to reintroduce them back into the wild again. I don't even remember if they're supposed to be native to Florida or not, to be honest. They're, they're, they're not. They okay, were, I was pretty yeah. sure they weren't, but okay. Yeah, just like piranhas, they weren't, you know, it's a, they have no, like, um... Well, piranhas, yeah, no, they don't belong here at all. They don't belong here, neither do pythons. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but because of the, you know, the climate of where we live, they could thrive. Yeah, crazy. And actually, I heard that uh, you can make a good living off of being a, an iguana trapper now. Is that a job? I've seen a couple of them roll into my development. They're legit like iguana trappers. Hey, there's a job move for you. I Working with animals is a no-go for me. No? Okay, fair yeah. enough. Not everybody's a fan. Not everybody's a fan. And uh, it's not that I hate animals. No, That's no, no. He's not saying he, yeah, I say he's not hating animals. He just isn't an animal person. There's nothing wrong with that. Not everybody has to be, you know, my wife, who's this Dr. Doolittle of her age. It's great. Uh, Dr. Doolittle. I call her Dr. Doolittle all the time. She literally can talk to the animals. They just start coming up to her and start talking to her. And and we're all like, what the hell did you do? She's like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I draw the line at spiders, though. (sighs) Yeah, Yeah, we, we talked about that, the spider clowns. I, 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 <laughs> if I even see one on TV, I change the channel. Like, You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. I know many enough, people with that. It's hard enough to watch the last Lord of the Rings movies because oh, the majority yeah. of it is it's spider, spider related. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is true. Uh, there is a lot of spiders. Oh, God. It's so creepy. <laughs> so, Did you see Speaking of the Lord of the Rings shows, did you see uh, Samwise and his daughter now? No. Uh, it's 10 years, 20 years, 15 years, something crazy. And it, there's a picture because the last scene, if you remember the end of the trilogy, right? Samwise had his had his daughter in his, in his arms as he was saying, you know, it's kind of closing the story off. Okay. That's his daughter in real life. That was his actual baby. That's insane. Yeah. And she's now an adult, obviously, as things tend to happen. And she's, like, actually, like, taller than him. He still looks like a freaking hobbit next to her. She's, like, huge. <laughs> Tall drink of water. It's really funny. It's like, oh, we're old. Like, really, he freaking. I found out that he that he is the son of Patty Duke. I didn't know that. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Patty Duke. Hey, he's done mom. pretty He's done pretty well for himself. And there was um, the show with uh, Willow in it. What the heck was it called? It was like uh, the long and short of it or something. It was it was it was a pun on being short. It was about his life. Oh, about, yes, yes. and Sam Wise was in there and like all these other people were in there. All these little these, you know, these actors who are out of work at the moment who don't give a shit, you know, they're like, <laughs> we're going to just get together and do a random show. Yeah. Because, you know, 
the the actor who plays I can't never remember his real name, but the actor who plays Willow is not hurting for anything. He doesn't need to act. He doesn't need to do Jack if he doesn't want to, you know. And he's still in movies. Like they're still casting him for stuff. And I tell you what, besides his slightly graying hair, he doesn't look a day older than he used to. Like he seriously looks the same freaking age. It's crazy. Clean living. I guess something. It's almost like when you go back and you see some of these movies on how their stars have aged, right? Mm. And then you see them now. Like, they're talking about the whole Goonies cast, right? Like, it's oh, been yeah. 20 years since Goonies. Mm. And uh, they want to they do, like, another movie, a little get-together or something like that. I don't think that's going to happen, but... No, um, no. They're talking about Summer Union, Union recently, too, another one. Not Goonies, but something else they were talking about doing a reunion for. I'm like, why do we need this? It's like a <laughs> hey, friend's Harrison, reunion, you know? If Harrison Ford could spit out another Indiana Jones movie... Uh, yeah. That's just sad, though, at this point. I'm it's, sorry. Don't poo-poo it. You don't know anything about it. It's, okay, the last one. Just going off the last one. It wasn't, I actually enjoyed the last one. Don't get me wrong. I really did enjoy it. The but, aliens? Yeah, the aliens. I did enjoy it for what it was. But at the same point, even there, it was like, you're getting a little old, Harrison. I love you, but you're getting a little old. Well, did you see that movie that he did recently when he's with the dog in the wild? That just sounded depressing. No, I you saw. I I, I I did not see that. No, I I've heard of it. I, I know what it is. Isn't it like White Fang or something? No, it's not White Fang. Okay. <laughs> it's like Harrison Ford if it was White Fang. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, Harrison Ford with a dog. Do we really? Isn't it? Isn't wasn't it based off a of Jack London uh, book? I think so. Called the Wild. Yeah. Call the Wild, yeah, okay. White Fang, Call the Wild, they're all the same freaking thing. Guys and dogs. That's, what, that's uh, so, Jack so, London's thing. I read all of his books. They're all the same thing. They're all about men and dogs in Alaska. I don't know. It's the it's the bond between a human and a dog, right? Yeah, yeah I, I got it, bond. yeah. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah, yeah, it's a cantankerous old Harrison Ford with a cantankerous old dog. Yay. I'm so or, happy. What was the what was the other tearjerker movies that have come out? Uh, the Art uh, of Racing in the Rain? Um, no. Did you see that one? No. You gotta see that one. I do not. What? Why? You gotta see that one. That'll make you cry. Uh, oh, I don't want to cry. Uh, what was it? Togo? Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing that one either. I know that one. I saw again. I've seen the trailers for a lot of these. I just know. With Willem Dafoe? Yeah, yeah. Willem Dafoe. I'm sorry. I can never take Willem Dafoe as anything more than a a a actor who's a villain. Okay. If he's if if Defoe's not the villain, it doesn't work. Willem uh, Defoe has a villain face, okay? What about he was a uh, perfect Green if, Goblin? Oh God! What <laughs> about um? Oh, I'm trying to think of the other dog movie. There's Dog's Journey. Um, no. What, you Again, you? I I won't watch them. They're just depressing. The closest I'll get is oh I haven't. So did I tell you about my experience watching John Wick? Speaking of sad dog movies. Which one? Which John Wick? The first John Wick. Okay, yes. Tell me about it. Okay, so I tried to watch it, right? And and I have it now on, um, the wife has it on DVD, so I'll actually be able to watch it. But I tried to watch it. It was showing on some cable channel. So I recorded it and said, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch this, right? They bleeped all the swearing out. That's a tough watch. It was a horrible watch. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I stopped. Like, I couldn't do it. Like, 30 minutes in, I stopped. I, was, I can't. I can't watch this this way. 
it, it's ruined the movie for me, and I, I don't, I'm not even sure I like the movie. So I have it on DVD, I'm going to watch it properly. But, you know, it's another sad dog movie. It's like, why? 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 Don't need it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I recommend that you watch The Art of Racing in the Rain. That's actually okay. a good movie. What your is that boy, about? Your boy, Kevin Costner, narrates a dog living with this guy who is a race car driver and basically witnessing the race car driver's life through the eyes of the dog like he gets married has a kid gets you know uh family tragedy all that stuff through the dog's eyes i don't like kevin costner that much though i'm not a huge fan of his he ruins he ruins superman he ruins superman (laughs) yes he was (laughs) you don't know him anything clark you don't know him anything just need a bottle of whiskey. What was so, it? Was, well, well, a lot of people are fanboying over Man of Steel now. Haven't you noticed? Like the, like the tides have turned, and now everyone's hopping on the Man of Steel holds up still. Well, it does still hold up. There's no argument there. And, and they're going back to like Kevin Costner's uh, acting in that his his role in that movie when he's talking with a young Clark, like he's still in school. And uh, and there's so many heartfelt moments there. Like you, like at first you're watching, you're like, why is his dad such a like? He's jerk, a tough bastard, man. Yeah. And then there's that one scene, and you're like, oh, that's why. Hmm. You know what though? I saw. Um, I did. I do like Kevin Costner in in, in like two things. Go on. Okay, the the two the two Kevin Costner movies for me. Field of Dreams, of course. No. And I think they had a Whitney Houston. Um, oh, my God. She's fine. I just We I just, just lost half of our viewership. No. It's, really? Why? <laughs> Tell me why, Ernie. Why did we lose half our viewership? Because I don't like that particular style of singing. You don't like Whitney Houston? I don't like the songs. So oh. I don't know if that makes me not a Whitney Houston fan or not. But yeah, not my particular cup of tea. You know, the high-pitched singing is just not my thing. Oh. Uh, um, you know, it's like, it's like too close to opera for my taste. I mean, it's okay. It's, yeah. Anywho, um, Kevin Costner is, of course, Field of Dreams, but that's really not Kevin Costner that I really like in that movie. It's really, uh, Mufasa that I like in that movie. Oh my gosh, James Earl Jones. Yeah, I really, I know, James Earl, I know, it's Mufasa. It'll always be Mufasa. Um, but yeah, James Earl Jones in that movie is really what I liked about the movie. So not really Kevin Costner. And I really liked Waterworld, but again, not because of Kevin Costner. I liked it because of the little girl, because I thought the actress was – she was, like, really entertaining. And um, what was it? Uh, Dennis Hopper? No. Dennis Hopper. Yeah, Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Played a great villain. I thought he was awesome as a villain. So, again, not really Kevin Costner. That's really all I can think of that Kevin Costner has been in that I actually could tolerate. That's all I got. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Not a huge Kevin Costner fan. I mean, he's not bad. I just not a big fan of the movies he's been in. It's like trying to find a good movie that um, Black Jack has been in. That who's been in? Black Jack. Jack Black. Jack Black? Yeah. He has a ton of movie credits. What are you talking about? Oh, no. About? I, yeah, I understand he has a ton of movie credits. I said movies that I like him in. It's hard to find a movie I like him in. Like, okay. I don't like the actor. 
So I don't really like anything he's been in because it's him in it. So it's like me and Mark Ruffalo and Paul Rudd. Well, yeah. Yeah. You don't like Mark Ruffalo. It doesn't matter what Mark Ruffalo's in. You don't like Mark Ruffalo. I don't. Yeah. I think he's a horrible actor. Yeah, see? He He just plays an annoying version of himself and everything. Right, well, you know. What's your problem with Mark Rudd, though? Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd, sorry. Not Mark Rudd, Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's still living off of Clueless. Really? Yeah. yeah it's the I same suppose character so. in, in Clueless. Yeah. He's, he is the yeah. same smart aleck, you know, person from Clueless. Yeah, I can't argue that. I can't argue that. When he, when he came on to Friends, I hated that. Um, mm. Phoebe's boyfriend, who became her, his, her husband, um, I hated that. I hated mm. uh, I hated him being Ant Man because I felt that the real star of Ant Man wasn't Paul Rudd. Go on. It was the other dude. No, I thought it was the daughter. She was a pistol. To me, the other dude. Okay, so this is what happened, and he did yeah. the whole story, and I'm yeah. like. That was genius. That I would get. I would tip my. He's in something else now too, isn't he? That actor. Oh, he's in everything. Michael Pena. Yeah, yeah, Michael Pena. He did something recent that just came out with him in it. The Mule. No, not the Mule. Really. He was. No, no. I know he was in that. No, there was something else he was coming out in or something. I was like, oh, maybe I'd see something he was in, but only if. He does that thing again, you know. I'd be highly disappointed by his movies if he doesn't do that in every one. So let me tell you what happened. It's like, come on, man. That's all we want. Give us the thing. <laughs> to me, that was genius. Like, in mm-hmm. everything in those two movies, if they would have brought him into Endgame or Infinity War and he had, like, at least five minutes to do a story like that, I I really was hoping that the first movie after uh, after Endgame, they would have allowed him to like recap what happened. Now they still have a chance. They still have a new phase to go through, so who knows? All the monies, yeah, but I. Uh... The whole thing's falling apart, unfortunately. It, it it's is. not their fault. It's not their fault. It's nobody's fault. I mean, it's, you know, it's the virus's fault. But I mean, it's all kind of falling apart for them. And they still have a list, but. You know, that timeline of that list and people's interests are starting to start to wane here real fast. Yeah, they're talking about, like, rebooting the X-Men already, you know. Well, they have to. That we knew. We we knew that was going to happen. Talks of your boy Daniel Radcliffe being uh, Wolverine. Mm. Out of all the choices, I I love Daniel. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, any man who could stand naked to the horse and, and be able to do a play props but um no i don't no no and actually someone like there's a lot of good choices out there i just don't think he's the right choice no no i would have thought scott eastwood more Mm -hmm. than yeah more yeah you need need someone a little more burly yeah it's small but burly you know yeah yeah, I mean, everyone was poo-pooing on Hugh Jack- Jackman when he got it because he was too tall, remember? Yeah, but I don't, I don't know how they did it, but they made him seem short. <laughs> yeah, they made him seem normal size, but he's really tall in real life. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah well, they did it with Hobbits. They can do it with Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah. But now, like, uh, like, yeah, so now they're talking about, you know, Daniel Radcliffe being the next Wolverine. 
Mm, I mean, again, I don't want to poo-poo too much because it could be another, you know. But Daniel Radcliffe isn't young either. I mean, how many movies are you really going to get out of him? That's the problem. They keep trying to choose people who are a little bit too long in the tooth acting-wise. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Radcliffe doesn't need to act. You know what I'm saying? You want someone hungry, someone young and hungry who wants to act, who wants to be in a franchise, and is going to want to stick with it for a while. Otherwise, you're going to run into you're going to run into another, you know, Doctor Strange, where he does like one or two movies, but he doesn't really need to be in it. You know, and yeah. I love I love I love my Cumberbatch. Don't get me wrong, but he doesn't need to be there. He just doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just to me like all the choices to play, you know. Doctor Strange, you had to go with the guy from England who can't say Penguin. Oh, for God's sake. I felt it was the perfect choice because he is just obnoxious enough to play an egotistical uh, magician. He's a British Tony Stark. Let's, let's yeah, he him. is. No, yeah, he totally is. And that's I'm fine with that. I mean, it was a, it was a good choice. He uh, always plays as an obnoxious ass, and that's his thing, and he's great at it. It's delightful. Speaking of delightful asses... Okay. Um, yeah, so I've been watching Lucifer. Yes, go on. You've been Have you watched Lucifer. the series? No, I haven't. Oh, for God's sake. Really? Yeah. It's got all of your things in it, and it's DC. Why would you not be watching it? It's a DC comic. You know that, right? Well, here's It the is. Thing. Here's They've the connected thing. it. They connected I, it to the universe. I am you know trying, that, right? I am trying to get through... The ever-tangled web of the CW-verse with... How far, you, you're not up to date? Flash. You're not up to date? Supergirl. No, I'm not up to date. It's impossible. Oh, it is not. I am completely up to date, and I watched the, the major crossover, the crisis event, and it was fantastic. And you throw in now Stargirl into the mix. I'm not worried about Stargirl yet. You should, if you don't watch anything else, you need to watch The Infinite Crisis. If nothing else, watch that. I'm trying if, to even if you don't watch it, don't even worry about anything else. Just watch it. It is just a fun blast. I tell you what, they own it. They own DC. They know how to do it right. They included everybody. They explained how all of the DC madness in movies and TV and everything are connected. They, they did it all. They didn't sweep anything under the wood. They were right there, in, to quote you, on Front Street with it. It was awesome. Street. It was the best crossover out of any one of the ones they've done. Period. And then you, you had Lucifer like and Constantine in the same room, okay? Yeah, Lucifer I, and Constantine, okay? I'm in on Constantine. I've always been Constantine was fantastic. Legends that he was the season with him was the best one they've ever done. He was a great addition to that team. So that's now, see now I'm fanboying. Yeah. So now we get into the world that we are now in, which is podcasting. And yes. Did you hear about Spotify and Joe Rogan? Well, I know that Spotify now is now doing your statistics for Anchor. Well, Spotify <laughs> entered a deal with Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan Experience, who is the granddaddy of like podcasting. Like the like it was Adam Carolla and then Joe Rogan is basically okay. how it goes, right? Mm-hmm. Thousands of episodes, right? Sure. They're hours long. They're usually two and a half to three hours long, and the people that he has on the show literally are mic droppers. Each one. 
Mm. He covers the whole gamut of like from politics to science to uh, you know fighting, boxing, mixed martial arts, comedy, comedians, actors, actresses, you know uh, everything. Everyone wants to be on his podcast. Well, Spotify reached out to him, and they're giving him a hundred million dollars. Jesus, to host his podcast. That's insane. <laughs> Yeah. So what? So so what you're saying is we're not far behind. I'm just saying, if that's the goal, if that's the standard. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't ever want to get to that point. Let's put it that way. Why not? To me, I do this for fun. No, yeah. you don't want to make a career out of it. If I could make a living, it's a different story. Okay. Minor celebrity. Yeah, but like his. But remember, we're talking Joe Rogan, who already had a base of stardom, right? Oh, sure. You know, he was already on TV. He was on news radio. Mm-hmm. And he was a he was a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. Mixed martial arts, so he was there when that whole thing blew up. So he got a piece of that. He was the host of Fear Factor. <laughs> He's an odd-looking man. He really is. Yeah, because, like, you see him, and you're like, I don't see what's so special about this guy until you like see him working out and you're like, that dude's a beast. Mm-hmm. Like he is a beast. He is ripped and he's like in his fifties. Yeah, no, he's he's got it going on. Yeah. So <clears throat> but like his list of like people that want to be on a show is is endless. And then there's like little to no production behind it. It's just him and the other person just talking. No, oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's the easy show to to make money off of. Absolutely. Yeah. And so like, is there a is there a male version of Waifus making full circle because of Joe Rogan? Uh, husbando. And is there a list of that too? Do the girls go gaga over certain guys? I think there is. I did not want to click on that because I don't want like the AI <laughs> to start like sending me like recommendations for this stuff because we all know our technology is listening to us. Oh, I, I tell you what, dude. I didn't used to believe it, but recently, I don't know. Maybe not listening, but definitely tracking what I'm looking at. Definitely I think, tracking. I think it does both. I've always known that it's tracked us, like things that you look at and things like that. Yeah, but there's a difference between knowing and then actually like seeing it, and you're like, whoa, that's a little meta, and that's not that's not cool, dude. Yeah, stop doing it. So, I would blatantly talking, doing it, you know? Yeah, I would be talking about something, and literally it would come up in any of my like feeds for social media. I'm like, why, why all of a sudden is it showing me like, you know, Grubhub deals? No, maybe it is listening to you. Maybe we're all screwed. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's just the next step of evolution, right? I guess. But it'll take us. It'll take over all to, of us. Going back to Joe, Joe Rogan, Rogan, of course. Joe Rogan, and I listened <laughs> to this. I listened to this interview. He was Get on. on. He was on with the guy who exposed the world to the whole Area 51 uh, experience, Bob Lazar. God, okay. And Bob Lazar had, like, something come out on Netflix, right? He had a documentary on Netflix basically saying, look, I'm tired of talking about this. I haven't profited off of the, any of this, but I'm, I'm going to do this documentary so that way I can get this over and done with and move on with my life. And they had a sit-down documentary on him and his whole story and how everything that he said way back in the 80s and 90s 
was actually true. Hmm. And one of the things that he was talking about was the whole, you know, the the technology, like listening to you and all that other stuff and how you could, you know, it is possible for someone to be like completely like erased from existence on the Internet. He talks about all that type of stuff. Um, but it was very interesting having him in, you know, the, the documentary was interesting, but like just hearing him talk to Joe Rogan about stuff was also very telling because like at first he was kind of nervous about things like mm. like he really wasn't like too talkative about it until like it kind of he started getting comfortable about it like mm. he had anxiety about like having to talk about the subject over again because mm. he's constantly being attacked by it mm. like naysayers and everything wanting to say that he was full of crap and everything but like you know, there's always going to be people like that though aren't there i mean Oh, yeah. But if anyone is interested in, like, seeing something, like, out of the ordinary, mm-hmm. caution, it is a two-hour-long inter- interview. It's, it's a solid two hours. It's crazy. But, yeah. But, like, they cover all sorts of things, and a lot of the stuff is kind of, like, interesting. And to find out about it on a podcast, mm-hmm. the medium that we use. Yes. Like, I'm looking right now at, like, his latest clip with Bob Saget that he had last week. Bob Saget. Oh, wow. Bob yeah. Saget. The dirtiest comedian who played the cleanest character ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I heard a clip from the show, and he, and he said that uh, another comedian, Bill Burr, said, Saget, I got you figured out. Your whole act I haven't figured out. He goes, what's that? He goes, your act is all the stuff that you couldn't say while you were on Full House. <laughs> that's funny stuff right there yeah so that's great this, this one this sorry so this bob saget interview which just happened last week 2.9 mm-hmm. million views jesus and i'm happy is, i'm happy if we jump ahead of uh, uh, beyond 13 or 14 views and this is and, it, and this is show for joe rogan number 1507 jesus well, maybe by the time we hit 1507, we'll be getting those numbers. 2.9 million? Maybe. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. But the, the best way to start that trend of doing it is one episode at a time, right? That is correct. All I don't right. even know how many episodes we have. Um, We have right now, we're on season, well, we're on the season, for season four. And we're on episode, almost episode 30, actually, of season four. They'll just times that out. Okay. So we're, 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 we're getting there. We're getting there. Okay. All we'll, right. we'll, have a, we'll have a special episode coming up in the next couple of, uh, next month or two. Because we're very, what we're trying to do is, for this season, is literally have the, we'll figure out the actual length of a season for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because season one, season one, season three, season two, season one, we're all kind of all over the place. So this season, we're hoping to have a real solid season of his coming episode, an actual, because it's literally an episode a week. Okay. Is what we shoot for. Okay. So, yeah. so we'll we'll see we'll see the numbers and we'll times it out and say, okay, in five years, here's how many episodes we'll have, you know. And maybe cumulative, we will have two point nine million views. You never know. You never know. <laughs> not just in one episode. Maybe not. Yeah. Total, total. 
<laughs> so, well, we want to thank our fans, of course, who do listen yes. to us every week. I think it's literally the same 18 people, so I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Why aren't they telling 18 other people is my question. Yeah, tell your friends about us. Come on, we're fun, we're entertaining, and we keep you, you know, something to listen to when you're done with listening to everybody else. Come listen to us. Follow us on Instagram. We are always on there. We are always on Pinterest. I don't know why people love us on there, but we love you back. Uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, of course, is a primary source. And, of course, right here on Anchor or wherever you are listening to your uh, podcast. We appreciate you all. And we want to make sure that you're sharing us with your friends and family, letting them know how awesome we are as well. Um, or, you know, hey, I can't stand these guys. Come hate them with me. Something. Either way, we're fine. <laughs> we're good. Um, and of course, as always, make sure that you are following us and subscribe to us on YouTube. We don't post uh, as often there as we do everywhere else, but we are. We do have a presence. We do a lot of our older content on there, which I still think is funny. So please, please make sure you're following us there. And of course, you're really with us because there's one line that we make sure we say every single episode. And that comes from our dear, dear friend, my waifu, Ernie. Oh, my God. If you. <laughs> I'm so, so going to regret this. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> and that's another episode of Two Nerds and a Joke. Follow Robert and Ernie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to their YouTube channel.